Are you ready to find the missing link in your wellness journey? Do you want to learn how specialized women-owned businesses can collectively help you achieve the goals you want for your mind, body, and soul? Hi, my name is Dr. Kelly Alhui, founder of Orthopelvic Physical Therapy, and Molly Atala, former teacher and manager of Orthopelvic. Together, we are on a mission to help women know that there is help for whatever their needs are. From cosmetic tattoo artists to naturopath doctors, we break down different methods and treatment that women may not know are available to them by drastically improving their quality of life. We believe that no one can achieve the results they desire going down one path with one practitioner. And that is why we come together to collaborate. This podcast is for all women, especially for those who want more information on improving their overall well-being and would like to learn about methods and treatment and care that they may be unaware of. So let us connect the pieces of the puzzle for you. While listening, you will learn about local female-run businesses and understand that when providers work together to have a collective approach, we can reach the best outcomes for you. Let's get into today's episode. I think that's something too people probably experience with both of our services is coming in. I think scheduling an hour, scheduling some time that is just for you and focused on like your nourishment, whether it's like physical nourishment with us, spiritual nourishment with you. And I think for us too, there's like a big spiritual element of just, you know, in this day and age, we don't, so many of us don't live in our bodies, which is so difficult. And especially our moms. I mean, we love our moms so much and we feel so called to work with them, but they're often sometimes the hardest people to get in to make these appointments for themselves because they've been kind of dissociating from whatever their kind of symptoms are that are impeding their everyday life and function just to focus on the family and prioritize that. But I'm sure you see it in your work as well as we see that when they do take that time to get back into their body and to reconnect, they're of you know, more use to their family, that they're more connected and able to dive in. And even if they're taking, you know, an hour plus away from their family every week to get therapy, or if they're taking, you know, an hour session to see you or something like that, the person that they're coming back as is able to more be more present and more fully engaged. Do you feel like that happens as well? Absolutely. And and the one thing I would say, I also am a Reiki master teacher. So I also do Reiki and, and that really is bringing their body back into balance using, you know, the life force energy where people give themselves time to just kind of reset. And it's not, it's not just a physical reset. It's an emotional, it's a spiritual, it's, you know, that mind, body, spirit connection that's so important. And you're right. A lot of people don't have those connections, aren't feeling that connected. And when you're talking about moving the body, you know, in yoga, I'm a yoga teacher. I can see that when you're talking about when you were saying you were crying, you open up somebody's hips and they're going to start having these releasing and these crying and stuff. And Reiki's kind of that same way. It's that energetic release. I always say it's an energetic massage that just kind of moves things around energetically that can be part of that releasing process. That's amazing. So do you, I mean, I know with the age of COVID, so many things are virtual. Do you keep your Reiki work in person? 
Well, Reiki is one of those things that you can do distantly. Okay, so I don't know. I do do both. You can send it distantly. So I do do mm. both types of sessions. I really haven't come back to in-person fully. I don't really Got know it. if I'm going to do that. But I teach Reiki an awful lot too, which I think is a way of people taking a day to themselves to learn something new and then to receive and then to learn how to give Reiki too. I think that's a nice reset for a lot of people. Are they able to, if somebody takes, you know, a course like that, are they able to work on, do kind of body work on themselves or is it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. In Reiki one, that's the main focus is how do you do energy work on yourself? You know, how do you do self-care? How do you take care of yourself? And then also, how do you give it to other people? So it's that first introductory class. And what's really interesting about Reiki, when people come to it, your intuition seems to take off. So if you haven't connected intuitively to yourself or to others, you really start having your intuition just kind of with Reiki. It just kind of sparks everything. And I'll have people writing to me saying, I'm getting a lot of information. I'm like, I think that's great. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. What are, so clearly, I mean, obviously our our work is, is super symbiotic because we're just, we're, at the end of the day, we want to help people help themselves. And I think that's something that's really great is that it's not like when people come to you, they need to be active in the sense of they need to be open. They need to be ready to kind of carry on with this mindset of being open to receive and things like that as they go forth. Same thing with us. We always want people to feel that they are kind of the ones in the driver's seat and we're giving them the tools to take things home. This is not, I don't want to see you once a week, every week for the rest of your life. I don't want that for you. Like you need to be able to go through. So I feel like maybe, I guess that's a cool thing for us to share with people today and share with listeners is that, you know, going to a Reiki healer, going to a psychic, to a medium, these are not going to a physical therapist. These are not passive modalities. These are actually active modalities of healing and you need to be fully present and participatory in order to reap those benefits and then also taking them home with you. How can you help people uh, or what would you recommend for people of just kind of not looking to you for a, you know, a one stop place and then, you know, the course of their life has changed. Like, how do you tell people to carry things with them? Well, I always remind people, you know, how powerful they are inside and that we're all intuitive and we get things. And I I tell people, even in readings, if somebody gets something for themselves, I'm like, look, if you're getting it for yourself, that's far more important than any psychic telling you anything. Mm. Most of the time they're in lockstep with each other. I just think that's the way the universe brings the information, but to truly trust yourself. I don't want anybody dependent on me. I'm not Mm. here to, you know, be somebody's guru or be the person that they're going to go to. I want them to tap in for themselves. I teach these classes. I teach how to tap into your intuition, how to tap into that psychic and how to tap into the mediumship part of it too, because I want you to get things for yourself. I want you to do the self-care. I want you to be self-sufficient and 
you know, same as you, I want them to go home and be able to do all these things themselves. It's nice to have somebody that you go to and just kind of launch from, but Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you're participating with yourself and being fully present. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I like, you don't, you don't want to be anybody's guru. You don't want to have these uh, amass followers, but you, yeah, you want people to go out and take care of themselves. What are, I mean, I'm sure you have honestly so many upon so many, but are there any kind of success stories or things that were just really, of course, your, you know, your clients stick with you, but anything that really just was kind of a turning point for you or really stuck with you kind of in your heart and soul? that you were able to provide for someone through a session? I think the ones that stick with me are, I am very drawn to working with people who are dealing with cancer. Mm. And so Reiki really comes in there, but I'm very drawn to it through Reiki and through yoga, through the mind, body, spirit. And I think the things that have stuck with me is that people have come to me for Reiki, but also gone through the Reiki one certification training because it really is about self-care and how to do Reiki on yourself. Mm -hmm. But the ones that really stick with me are the ones who um, I had one, a very young client. She was probably in her twenties dealing with cancer. And I guess it was, it was fairly bad and she had to have a pretty significant operation. And so She did Reiki with me. She went through some training with me. And then when she had her surgery, of course, I'm like, I'm going to be sending Reiki to you during surgery and you'll be sending it to yourself. And the surgery took half the amount of time and her recovery. They expected her to be in the hospital for a week. She left after three days and the doctors have told her like, she's just done an incredible job with her body healing. Now, does, did the Reiki do that? I'm sure it had a part of it, but, you know, just empowering somebody to help themselves and that you're there too. But when people are dealing with cancer, you know, Reiki's such a good part of that. It can help with the healing part, but it can help with the pain aspects and chemotherapy. And not only is it Reiki, but we're also bringing in, you know, meditation and things like that. So I think it's, that's what I'm really, really drawn to is working with people who are dealing with some of these illnesses that are difficult periods of their lives and then watching them fly. Like she wrote to me and said, it was incredible that the doctors were so happy that her progress was so speedy. And, you know, she's also younger too. So I'm sure that that played a part of it, but it wasn't, she was dreading this and it was this long, prolonged surgery and stuff. So that to me was very satisfying and just made me so happy to play a part in that way. When somebody is quote unquote suffering like that, you want to help. Definitely. Yeah. And we all, I mean, we all know someone close to us who has dealt with, is dealing with cancer right now. So that's amazing. So, you know, if you're listening and there's somebody close to you, or if you're struggling with that yourself, yeah. Connecting 
with Annie connecting with that Reiki one course. Sounds like it would be a really, really productive thing to do. The the self-care of that. The other one I I think is um, doing the mediumship. I know I had a very young woman come in who had lost her husband. And when she stepped in, I think she was kind of skeptical about mediums. This was was when I was still doing in person before COVID. Mm -hmm. And when she walked in, I immediately started getting a lot of information from her mom who I had connected with and then her husband who had passed and described the scene, the car, how it happened, where it happened. And all this information was really, really accurate. And then she had a daughter and I named the daughter. So all of those things kind of came together. And she said, when she left our session, she left no longer grieving that she could leave all that grief in my office and move on because her husband had come through with some messages, you know, saying, watch over our daughter and, you know, live your life and be happy and and I'm okay. So that to me was, was really profound because she came in like a scared rabbit. I could see it in her eyes and stuff. And when she left, She was completely different. And then writing to me and telling me, I can put all this behind me now. I'm okay now. And I can move forward without dealing with what happened and all that grief. Mm -hmm. So those things are really profound. Absolutely. I'm wondering if, is there anything in anything in your work with spirit or any of your energy work or anything like that? What's something that you think might surprise people? Like what's something that people might not know about this work or that they might be surprised to hear? Anything that comes to mind? As you're asking me this, I'm thinking, I don't know. I think a lot of it is surprising in itself. I do get a lot of people who are very skeptical who come in and I don't mind. I mean, things are surprising to me sometimes. And I'm like, oh, goodness, where'd that come from? You know, I'm kind of a skeptic, too. But I can't think of anything offhand that people would be just shocked with. I mean, maybe by um, just the the verity of it all. (laughs) I was just coming, coming in and expecting not so much and then being able to receive. Yeah, I I think when you start getting information, like one of the things I always ask spirit to give me are memories. Mm -hmm. Because memories are something you can't Google them. You can't know them. You can't do anything with memories and sharing memories. And one that comes to mind, it was a very long time ago in a reading was I had this little girl who was, I had the spirit of a husband come through and I had this little girl clad in her underwear Mm -hmm. uh, running through the sprinklers in the backyard, going back and forth and back and forth. And she started crying and she said that her husband and her had known each other all their lives. He was a little bit older, but they grew up in the same neighborhood. And he had always told her and no one else that, that, that her running through that sprinkler was the first memory he ever had of her. And he always told her about that and said, I always see you as this little girl. So that to me was pretty profound that that memory that only the two of them knew was shared. So it was overwhelming for her to hear that from her husband. It's like, I know it's him because nobody else knows that story. Mm. 
My goodness. Well, you clearly have, you're like a teacher in 40,000 different ways, but what, I mean, are there offerings that you're excited about that you want to share about any new offerings coming out? I mean, it sounds like with COVID it's, it's working really well for you to do things virtually. What can you tell people about, you know, where to find you, what to look for, the types of courses that you're offering, the types of one-on-one sessions, all that stuff. Thank you. Uh, you can find me at mediumannielarson.com. So that's medium Annie with an IE, Larson with an R and an O.com, mediumannielarson.com. And I do have classes coming up. I have some coming up online the end of April. So I'm teaching people how to connect with their spirit guides and angels and helpers. And then I have a Reiki one class coming up. And I also have my intuitive development class coming up at the end of April. And I think one of the more exciting things that I'm trying to do again is start gathering people. You know, I used to do uh, in mediumship, we always are in circles. We want to gather in circles. So I'm starting up doing group gatherings again, not so much mediumship ones, but just gathering people so they can start learning and understanding a little bit more about maybe the spirit world and psychic, maybe some Reiki, maybe some astrology. So um, I do have that happening this Thursday, and then trying to continue on doing that monthly. And I am going back to doing some in-person classes. The ones in April, I'm just doing online, but maybe coming in June, start offering a little bit more in classes. I'm still doing all sessions via phone. I just right now, it's just easier that way for me. I don't know when I'm going to go back to in-person, but maybe someday. Gotcha. Um, and when you're talking about commuting in a circle, do you mean a physical, literal circle or a metaphorical well, we used, gathering? We used to meet physically. Uh, you know, I'm in a mediumship circle on Mondays and we meet via Zoom, mm-hmm. but this will be by online right now, via Zoom or Skype for now, just to get it going and kind of yeah. see, you know, if people want to meet because it's been a long time. I used to have a circle and we meet once or twice a month, but you know, COVID just kind of destroyed a lot Change of everything. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah so we're, absolutely. We're getting back to it. We're going back to a new normal. And I think online because I read so many people all over the world, you know, and it's, and I teach all over the world. I've taught people in China and I've taught a lot of people in Europe. So it's just easier for, to do these classes and stuff online. You reach a much broader audience than just the people who can drive to my office. Definitely. Yeah. That's amazing that you can open yourself up in that way. I love that. Well, that's cool. Okay. So April class offerings still online, June, there will be new class offerings, but potentially, potentially in person, potentially not. Just seeing where, where could yeah, take the temperature. Yeah. yeah. Taking the temperature, seeing if it's, and seeing where the interest is too. You know, if I have more people that live outside the area than live in the area, of course, I want to keep it online. Of course. Yeah. And, you know, COVID took and COVID gave you and I know that for sure with our, my son and your granddaughter who came out, my, my son was March, 2020. So we definitely, we definitely are grateful for that time with him, but he actually was very, we had to trust we had to trust spirit a lot with his birth because I was due on March 6th and he did not come until the 17th and he came perfectly so that my 
I, we just kind of had to trust his wisdom and his timing because my husband and I were both high school teachers and I started my leave on Valentine's day of 2020, but my husband was waiting until my son came. And because he came on March 16th, Fairfax County decided we're stopping schools for a bit. We need to like regroup. He did not have to take his paternity leave because he came the next day. He actually is. And he was able to spend so much time at home with us. And then when I stayed home for almost a year and then came to this work. And then after that, we traded off and he took, because he hadn't taken any of his paternity leave, he was able to take a full year at home with him. So that's what he's doing right now. Thanks to this, which would not have been possible if this little baby did not, you know, take his sweet little time (laughs) in that. The one thing I will say, so my daughter is a March baby too, and you have a little Pisces. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're looking at who's woo woo, you know, who's, who's connected to spirit the most, it's all the water signs. So your cancers, your Scorpios and your Pisces Mm -hmm. and I'm cancer. My daughter is Pisces and those Pisces are, you're going to have a lot of fun. A lot of I think of he fun. might be a Scorpio rising too, or something like, I don't know. He's definitely got a lot of Scorpio, a lot of Capricorn in his charts, but yeah, he is. I just joke because I say that he's like the worst little Pisces sometimes because he's had two bath phobia phases, <laughs> but it's, it's okay. Well, the Scorpio uh, and him will give you a run for your money, but the Pisces, he will have tons of friends unless the Scorpio rising part takes over. And then, you know, if you cross them, they don't forgive very easily. <laughs> but I, the think he's, I think it'll be in balance. Yeah, I think I think it will balance him out. But well, we have to close with, of course, my favorite question that I ask everyone that Kelly is so embarrassed that I ask. But who is your Annie Larson? We all want to know who's your celebrity crush and you can define celebrity however you want. Uh, so I like the exotic, I guess. So I love Gail Garcia Brunel. He did the Motorcycle Diaries and some others, but he's he's very exotic and uh, younger than me. So I'm like, oh, should he be my crush? But who cares? He is. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, Love I've loved it. him since I saw him in his first uh, movie. He's, um, you know, I think he's an actor who's originally from Mexico, mm-hmm. but he is absolutely gorgeous. He's very short, though. That's the only Little thing Polly Pocket. Huh? Little Polly Pocket. You just yeah, yeah, put him in your pocket. I'd have to put him uh, in lifts or something because I'm 5'7", so I think he might be the same height or a little shorter. That's but okay, yes, guy. I'll just get some lifts and you can call Annie. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah, he'd probably go, no, thank you. (laughs) We don't know. Maybe you have a soul connection. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Oh, my gosh. Well, Annie, thank you so much for this wonderful time together. I so appreciate it. And I can't wait to get all of this info to the people. So thank you so much. Thank you, Molly. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. If you like this podcast, please download, share, and review so that we can continue to share our mission more widely and support even more women and women-owned businesses on their wellness journey and self-care journey. You can also find us at www.orthopelvicpt.com on Instagram and YouTube at orthopelvicpt and on TikTok at orthopelvicpt1. At OrthoPelvic PT, we are primarily pelvic health therapists that practice treating hip pain, low back pain, leakage, postpartum, pregnancy, pubic symphysis dysfunction, 
prolapse, tailbone pain, and the list goes on and on. Whether you are struggling with acute pain or chronic issues, we would love to chat with you and recommend the next steps of just giving us a call and we'll love to chat today. Thank you.